Good morning, and welcome to another mini Monday episode of Crime Over Coffee. We're your hosts. I'm Erica. And I'm Abby. And today I'm going to tell you guys about a couple of dough cases. So pour yourselves a hot cup of coffee and let's dive in. As you all have probably heard before, I like to cover dough cases every now and then. A lot of them I find on the dnadoughproject.org. And the two I'm covering today are currently part of their DDP fund. Basically, they're taking donations so that they can have enough money to fund the testing of DNA that they have already retrieved from these unidentified victims. So as I said, you can donate. I highly recommend it. It's a good cause and there will be a link to the DNA Doe Project that we'll put in the description of this episode or you could just google dnadoeproject.org and find them as well. The first unidentified person I'm going to tell you about is the Moore County Jane Doe. On February 14th, 1975, two hunters were in the woods in Moore County, Tennessee, about two miles from Joe Brown Road off Highway 99 East near I-65. They came across some human remains and contacted the authorities. It was believed that this Jane Doe had passed away six to nine months prior to being found. It was believed that she was possibly in an automobile accident or run over by a car. And this would have been during fall of 1974. The unidentified victim was a black African-American female about five foot four inches tall weighing approximately 132 pounds with black hair. She had healed rib fractures from a previous injury that had occurred sometime earlier in her life. And after checking out her teeth, there were no evidence of cavities or any type of dental work that had been done. However, she did have an extra tooth on the top right side of her jaw, which is somewhat unusual. And I think they use that as an identifying factor. I do always find it so interesting in these cases how much teeth can help identify somebody because teeth are so distinctive and they use all these dental records and things to help identify. And I mean, I know so far she's a Jane Doe, but you would think that that's something that they would be able to use to identify her a lot more easily. I do think it's really interesting how dental records can be just as unique to somebody as like a fingerprint can because you wouldn't think of it that way. No, not really. But it does kind of shock me every so often when we cover cases. Well, their teeth print matched and it's like, what? Even in like Ted Bundy's case, they used his dental records to kind of match his teeth to the bite marks. Which is something that has come up with controversy too in court. I've seen in documentaries where they use that kind of method and some people don't think it's 100% valid or accurate. It's the same thing we've talked about in previous episodes where people come up on stand and they're like, the hair strands are similar. It has to be the same person. Right. And it's like, mm, Just no. because it's similar, does that 100%, if it was similar and the same DNA? Sure. sure. <laughs> then Yes. But if it's just similar looking hair, then I don't think that that's fair. Yeah, and I think there's obviously a difference too when they have the full on molds and x-rays of dental records as to when they're comparing it to like a bite mark, which is where the controversy does come up. The Jane Doe was also found with a red shell blouse, flowered blue slacks, a bra, underpants, and 
black Italian-made wedge shoes. In 2012, the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children had a forensic artist render a sketch of what they believed this Jane Doe would have looked like, and that will be made available to you guys via our social media pages. There really have not been any updates in this case, except for after 2012, an unidentified man contacted police and reported that the victim resembled a childhood friend of his from looking at the facial reconstruction that was done. However, the number that he provided for them to call him back was invalid and they could not track him down and that led nowhere. As I said, you guys can definitely go and donate to this page to get the funding to test the DNA. And if you have any idea who this Jane Doe might be or any information involving this case, you can contact the Murray County Sheriff's Department at 1-931-380-5733. And as I said, we'll post the website link for you guys to go and check out and you can find contact information and how to donate on there as well. The mystery has been solved. Here at Crime Over Coffee, our go-to caffeinated beverage for every episode is Fire Department Coffee. And you can get some as well and save 15% with our exclusive coupon code CRIMEPOD15. Owned and operated by firefighters and veterans, 10% of all their proceeds go directly to helping sick and injured first responders. And with an incredible range of flavors and caffeine strength, it's a company that all of us can easily support. So please go to firedeptcoffee.com and use our coupon code CRIMEPOD15 to support us, support them, help first responders, and get some incredibly tasty coffee along the way. I have one more case that I'm going to tell you guys about, and this is the Barn John Doe case from 2004. And this, as I said earlier, is another DDP fund on the dnadoeproject.org where you can go and donate. On December 23rd in 2004, a decomposed human skeleton was found in a barn in an area near Intersection Highway 69 South and FM 2813 in Smith County, Texas. The remains were of a white Caucasian male between 27 and 42 years old and approximately 5 foot 8 to 6 foot 2 inches in height. He had a medium to large frame and average muscle development. They determined that he had died possibly months earlier, but that same year, so 2004. I think it's, first off, kind of crazy how fast bodies can decompose. But I also find it crazy that they're able to figure out what a person looked like from bone features and then be able to make a sketch on it that accurately represents the person that they're looking for. Right. And in this case, they use the word skeleton remains. So I assume he was pretty far decomposed. But it is insane to me that you can see those features just from bone structure. You would think that would need a lot more or that the features would be more dependent on like the cartilage and fat tissue that is in your face. Yeah. I've, every time we do these Jane and John Doe's, I just, I'll be honest, I feel a little bit of hopelessness that they're going to be able to figure out who this person is because I think it is probably pretty hard to figure out who somebody is based on a pile of bones. And that's why it's so important, the work that like the DNA of Doe Project does, is that they're taking DNA and matching it. And so there's a little bit more hope there that they can find that connection through either genealogy or just other databases that are going on. With this John Doe's remains was a blue jacket, blue jeans, a black baseball cap, and brown Rockport shoes. As I said earlier, you guys can donate so that they can have enough funding to test this DNA. And that can be found on the dnadoeproject.org. I know I've said that like eight times, but hopefully that means it sticks in your head. 
If you have any information regarding this John Doe case, you can contact the Tyler Police Department Major Crimes Unit at 903-531-1028. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Crime Over Coffee. You can find us on Instagram at Crime Over Coffee or on Facebook at Crime Over Coffee Podcast, where all of our photo and video content for each episode can be found. You can also email us your thoughts and case suggestions at crimeovercoffeepod at outlook.com. Also, all of our sources can be found in the show notes of each episode. If you would like, you can support us by going to anchor.fm slash crimeovercoffee. Donations are greatly appreciated and assist in making the podcast possible. Other ways to support us include recommending us to friends and family, giving us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, and subscribing to us on your favorite podcast listening medium. So again, thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.